So we look back on 2019. Now, baseball was completely out of the picture. Women's World Cup, eh, not so much. No Olympics, your favorites, your favorite uh, thing to address. So, four things I want to focus on. Um, what, what happened? Four things I want to focus on. Bianca Andrescu, Raptors, Cherry, and hockey coaches. Now, only one of those four things. Don't thing, forget Tiger Woods, too. Now, let's not No, no, no. Tiger he's not a Woods. Canadian. Oh, this is Canadians. Okay, sorry. This is Canadian content. It's oh, like okay. it's like the Stampeders. It's like getting getting the Stampeders, you know, for our music. <laughs> okay. okay, not the not the football I team. Got to read these emails you sent. Not man, the, the way. Come on. Anyway, <laughs> I knew you'd go to sports. Jeez, don't throw me off. Anyway, the point is, the po- I was about yes, to sir. say before I was rudely interrupted. Um, of these four items, the only one that really counted on the playing fields was Bianca Andrescu. The Raptors won, but it had a profound effect across the country. Cherry's demission uh, had a profound effect. And the hockey coaches, that's all off-the-ice stuff. So my question for you is, given the, the enthusiasm and the, and the, and the uh, oh boy, whatever, whatever the word is, for the Raptors and what's happened in hockey with losing uh, coaches, losing Cherry... I know it's preposterous, but you you would know this more than I. Is there a chance that basketball is ever going to replace hockey as Canada's national sport? Uh, no, not with the current demographics in the country. Um, what's interesting about hockey and, and hockey's popularity is that hockey is becoming, at least in terms of participants, it's becoming a rich person sport. Sure. Uh, it's a sport that it's, that's expensive to get into. So the old, old idea of Gordie Howe with the, with the third-hand skates on the pond in Saskatchewan thing and to get, get into the NHL, that's, that's, that's gone. That's over. We are in a new era in terms of hockey. And so, uh, you know, I think as the demographics continue to change, and I think I saw some statistic about how many people have immigrated to Canada in the past year alone, these huge numbers of people coming in from other cultures and what what they like and don't like. At some point, that will tell. But right now, no, it's not going to replace it. And and, and one of the other reasons is, of course, because Kawhi was one and done. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, of course, came in for the one year with the Raptors, helped them get the championship, and then decamped to Los Angeles where he's Hold on, hold on. You're speaking to the mic. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. He decamped to Los Angeles and? And, and, and we'll probably get the Clippers, the L.A. Clippers, into the, into the NBA Finals there. So if it was something that happened for five years, if Kawhi had stayed for five years, then I could sort of say, oh, all right, I can see basketball doing it. However, if your question is how important is basketball, it, well, it, it's enormously important in this country now. A lot of kids play it. A lot, you know, it, it, demographically, that and soccer are affordable sports for you to get into off off the hop. So that also happens. The, the, the big key for me here, Terry, is that if we can ever assemble all of these Canadian prima donnas who are in the NBA and get them to play for Canada at the Olympics or at the World Championships, and then we have that moment in which we're watching Canada play the United States in a final for the World Cup or the Olympic gold medal, that will be the, the game changer in our country. But right now, we can't assemble these guys. They're too busy burnishing their, their laurels and counting, counting their multi-million dollars. I gotta say one thing, Bruce. I don't know how. I, well, you 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 grew up here. I didn't grow up here. The way that the Toronto fans respected Leonard when he came back to play that game with no boos, only cheers for what he delivered. 
I thought, I mean, as somebody from New York, I found that I didn't think that would ever happen in New York, but it sure happened in Toronto. And that was very touching, I thought. Mm. No? I was at the game, actually. So really? I, I was in the stands when it all kind of happened and he got his ring, etc. Toronto is a city that's star-obsessed. It's, it's, an, it's a city that's obsessed with stardom, fame, etc. <clears throat> that night at the game, just watching people there, the kind of people who come to the game, what the NBA attracts, what kind of, you know, the, the, that sort of deal. Toronto loves it. It's the TIFF city. It's the Toronto International Film Festival city. It's, it, you know, it loves that kind of thing. So I'm not surprised at all that they got themselves all worked up into a lather over, over Kawhi Leonard because that, that gives them a sort of a, you know, he was here for a year. He gave us, he made us relevant for a year. And Toronto, to me, urban Toronto is totally obsessed with stardom and its place in, in the sort of uh, culture wars of, of, of North America. But, but, I mean, as I say, in New York, he would have been, what he did with, to leave for Los Angeles would have been seen as betrayal. But it, it didn't Correct. seem to be in Toronto. Well, that's that's the thing about a real big city is that a real big city has no insecurity about itself, and it would have the confidence to say, "Hey, you didn't like us, you know? Give it the finger, you know? Don't let the door hit you in the bum on the way out." Right. A city like Toronto that is still very insecure about itself, about its position in the world, and it's a kind of Canadian thing, I suppose. But in particular with Toronto, it's it's still very insecure, and every time it gets something that sort of justifies its position in the world uh, culturally, uh, that's a very important thing for Toronto. I don't know that Montreal would have been the same. I think Montreal people would have said, you know, see you later. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that, okay, that's, that's one half of the equation on this basketball versus hockey thing. The other thing is the hockey part. And um, you talk about stars. The biggest star in hockey, in fact, uh, maybe was Don Cherry. He left under a cloud. We had uh, two NHL uh, head coaches leave under a cloud. Uh, Mark Crawford apparently was an assistant coach. He was an assistant coach at Chicago. Apparently he's coming back and fair's fair because it's, it's one of those things where a story makes headlines when the guy takes a, a, a hike and a leave of absence and then it's buried when they say he's coming back. But how much does... All this yuck um, play a role in hockey's popularity. I mean, it, it's gone on for a long time, the tough guys, but the tough guys are being weaned out, right? Where does, it, where does hockey go from here? As, in that, as losing Cherry, losing that whole ethos. I think the kind of momentum that hockey had in the middle of this decade uh, the advent of the outdoor games, there was a sense of hockey becoming a cool thing. I think hockey's totally stalled out. I, I, I think hockey has, has lost the plot. Uh, I don't think Gary Bettman has any idea except doing more of the same uh, to, to get hockey further in terms of you know being at the center of, 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 of interest for people. What, 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 what are the big compelling hockey stories these days? Uh, the best player in the world in hockey is stuck in Edmonton on a team that looks like it won't make the playoffs again at this rate. Uh, and, and who never plays any big games. Uh, the, the, the NBA has decided that they're going to re retool their schedule. They're going to have a 78-game schedule. They're going to start imitating soccer and having in-season tournaments, etc. What is the NHL telling everybody? Well, we just think that the, you know, the odyssey of a, of a long season and what it takes to win, that the public really likes that. You know what? The, the public that likes that is about 30 or 40% of your audience. You've got to find a way to get millennials and people who, who are watching the next hot 
interesting thing into this sport. And so Cherry was, for, to a certain extent, Cherry was a media creation. Okay, whether you liked him or not, he was a media creation. He's gone. Uh, all of these coaches, intimidating players, that's a black eye. What, what, what's the good news story in the NHL? Terry, where is I mean, the players are better. The style of hockey can be really exciting, but there's no compelling thing about hockey right now. And 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 I all take it back to Gary Bettman. Until Gary Bettman leaves the NHL, we are going to see nothing in terms of hockey progressing. He is just doing the same old, same old. He he's doing a, an expansion to Seattle as a cash grab for his owners because he has no better ideas. The other sports. If you look again at basketball, if you look at, at, at soccer, they're, they're going leaps and bounds past hockey, and the hockey guys are just standing on the side of the road. All right, let's, let's end this on an upbeat note. Um, I was thrilled, again, by this young lady, uh, Andrescu, beating uh, Serena Williams back-to-back in big, big, big tournaments. She is... Ultimately Canadians. I mean, she, apparently she's just like a super, super nice young lady, um, and she's got she's got uh, she's got nerves of steel. She hits the ball like she's hitting a sledgehammer. The only problem is, and she could run into the same problem as Ronich ran into. She's got something of a funny body, and so now she's 19 years old. You never know what's going to happen to a 19 year old kid when it comes to injuries, Bruce. Yeah, she's got a very strong body, and I think she can tear herself up. I mean, she plays a power game. Mm-hmm. Now, now, you know, Serena has played that game for 30 years. <laughs> she's 38 now. She's probably been playing it for 30 years and has managed to stay healthy most of the time. So it's not impossible. But she has had injury problems. Uh, the, the schedule that they play these days, traveling flights all over the place, etc., can be extremely demanding on people. Um, she, she does face that particular uh, dilemma. How can she stay healthy? The, the, the thing I wrote in my column on Not the Public Broadcaster is that, is that uh, uh, I think her story is the sports story of the decade in Canada, and it might even be the news story of the year in Canada, and that's in the year where there was an election. I just think... You know, the, the, the portrait of a, of a young woman who, whose parents come here to Canada from somewhere else, becomes the best player, goes into New York City and beats Serena Williams, might be the next real big thing in, 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 in not just tennis, but in pro sports uh, in Canada. I think it's just a fantastic story. Uh, just a side, sidebar, a friend of mine who works in broadcasting at CBC, uh, they were supposed to be having her on during a year-end interview. And, you know, she was literally on the phone with, with Bianca, couldn't figure out how to get into the CBC broadcast center in Toronto. She was in her car, and she said, my friend said, oh, you know, all of a sudden I realized I was just talking to a 19-year-old young woman who's <laughs> driving in downtown Toronto traffic, and she said it was just like, oh, yeah, that's great. You know, we think of her as this, this great tennis player who's, you know, who's been around for a long time now and who can handle She's everything. She's a kid. And she said, you know, there she was hearing on me, I can't find the garage, where's the garage? She said, it was a great insight into a young woman who is, well, the other part of not just injuries is also how she handles fame and money, and that that's going to be the next big thing. Well, but, but, you know, again, as a sidebar, all are great, t- with the exception, exception of Eugenie Bouchard, um, even Danny Nesters from, they're all first generation, Pospisil, Ronich, yep. they're all first generation, and it's very, I'm, someday I'm going to, you should write a book about this, because I think it's fascinating that what these parents bring to Canada, that they teach their kids, or that their kids 
take in by osmosis, and they're all really terrific young people. It's really an interesting phenomenon. Yeah, well, you didn't mention, of course, the Canadian men getting to the final of the Davis Cup this year and just losing at the last uh, to Spain, in Spain, I think it was. So uh, that, that was fantastic. Nestor, uh, sorry, Nestor is gone now. He's retired. Yeah. But uh, Aliasim and, and Shapovalov and Raonic, when he stays healthy, I mean, this is a fantastic crop of young tennis players. The Americans wish they had three young men players that are this promising. Uh, they're, they're, it's a very strong position. And it gets back to what I said about the basketball which is that people who've come to Canada from other cultures, other places, <clears throat> bring their preference for other sports to Canada. And in the old days, you would hunker down and say, well, to be a Canadian, i got to play hockey. But they're not doing that. They're playing these sports. They're bringing these sports to, the, to Canada with all of the wonderful benefits that has. This is a rich country that we have resources, etc. They've brought all these people in, uh, these, these, these cultures and sports in, and they're succeeding at it. It's it's terrific. I mean, I'm really interested to see how Shapovalov and, and Aliasim do this next year. Uh, Shapovalov, I think, won his first tournament. Aliasim seems on the verge of, of, of also mm-hmm. doing that as young mm-hmm. men. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it's going to be an embarrassment of riches if everything goes the way it, it, it looks like it's going to go.